This is Double Exposure Show with your hosts and professional photographers, Sophia Lemon and Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. Join Petro, Sophia, and the Double Exposure Show community on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, I'm Sophia Lemon. And I'm Petro. This week, we're talking about refunds. You can find the show notes uh, for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash 62. And uh, all the links will be included in the show notes that we talk about. And we have some really good stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So welcome back, everybody. Episode 62. Yay. Yeah. I say yay a lot. A you bit. do. Should probably you stop do, doing but... that. Eh, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I use yay a lot, which is kind of funny for a grown ass man to do. Like in in text and whatnot i'll be like yeah. yay <laughs> my friends are probably like what a loser <laughs> i think you do do that like i've noticed it i do i do totally so what's up what's new and exciting oh darn I, you go first i don't want to oh geez i'm, I'm about to take a giant drink <laughs> <laughs> um so i have one exciting thing um to start off with but there's a story that i have to tell before i give it away um so okay. as everyone knows i'm using Freightcom now to do my shipping because petro seems to think it's ridiculous that i would drive to the post office and stand in line to <clears throat> have them put a ma- shipping label on a box for me this is ridiculous yeah. yes and so i've been using Freightcom. <laughs> excuse me it is much easier and also less expensive <laughs> like noticeably less expensive like i'm paying the same amount to ship a box of stuff as i was to ship a usb stick like yeah so remember a couple of years ago i shipped you eight by tens in a box because it was half the price to ship them in a box than it was to put them in an envelope Yeah. (laughs) yeah so that it doesn't it doesn't make sense but it it makes sense from a business logistics standpoint, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. Most of the time, when I'm shipping through Freightcom, I'm getting Canpar as the best price, mm-hmm. um, which is like it doesn't really matter either way. You put in your information, you pick the shipper, you pick the um, the time that they pick it up and where they pick it up from. <laughs> but I've been putting my postal code in, and it automatically populates the city from the postal code. And Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of an error where I put in my postal code and the city comes up as Angus. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Which is not where I live. (laughs) Um, Angus is like two hours away from me. It's not even close. Oh, no kidding. I know. (laughs) Um, So I've had to manually change the city. And because it's automatically put in there as my information, I have to remember to do it. And so far, I have not remembered to do it. So I create the shipping label. Um, The information goes to the shippers. And then I have to go in and change it. And then they get another notification. Anyway, yesterday, um, I was shipping something. And the cheapest company was Purolator. 
haha, which is nice. funny. Pure leaders. So <laughs> I put in my information, then I had to change it. And then I fixed the shipping label, put the shipping label on it. It said the right city and everything. I'm pretty sure. Put it outside. I'm driving to Collingwood yesterday and I get a phone call from Pure Later and they're like, no, um, where's your package? We, we want to confirm your address, oh, okay. which I think is kind of ridiculous. Like, I think that the driver should just put in the postal code and then it should come up for them, like where that postal code is, shouldn't it? It's automatic. So, yeah, when he puts in the postal code, it comes up as Angus, no doubt. Like, it shouldn't come up as Angus. Like, I, I think it's just an error with freight comp actually like it might be because i think when i do it when i ship to you it comes up as uh annan or something yes that's where i am (laughs) that is the correct address (sighs) so i think it's just um a little error i think it's just a little error with freight comp which when i'm putting in any other postal code it's coming up right but it's just Mm -hmm. just that one well i do a lot of order fulfillment and um for a lot of addresses in the u.s um or actually, even in Canada, when I put in the, I, I use Pure Later almost exclusively. So when I put in the postal code, um, it might say, uh, like people will say Pittsburgh, but it will come up as like Cinnamon Hills. And so I've Googled it before and I'm, and it'll be like uh, a suburb of Pittsburgh, but it has its own name. But oh, people geez. who live there, yep. they know that they can go either or. Because yeah. when you do it through USPS or Canada Post and you put Pittsburgh, I mean, it's all about the zip code and it goes to the area, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. But because these couriers are pulling it from a database, right, it comes up as something else. Yeah. So what I've done is I've learned now using a third party like Freycom, I mean, it's kind of great. You can change it around, whatever. Yeah. But I've learned that when you're dealing with like Purolator or UPS, whatever comes up, you leave it. Hmm. Because if you don't, sometimes they charge you $10 for an address correction. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny because it, it comes up as Angus and then I can just type in Annan. And Angus is nowhere close to Annan. So it's not like <laughs> Annan hmm. is not inside of Angus. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching that one. So moving on. So that happened. Yeah. They called. They fixed the address. They picked up the package yesterday. But I... On Facebook, and I think I was talking about Dragon's Den or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. And one of my friends comments, um, you sent in your request twice. Silly girl or something like that. And then I'll I'll see you in a wee bit. <laughs> I was like, okay. are you high? Like, <laughs> did you mean to send that to me? And he goes, you sent, I'm working for Purolator. You sent your request in twice. Are you high? Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, That's, well, I'm not at home right now. That's too bad. But <laughs> that is too funny, actually, which is like this is an improvement over um, like a big improvement over the guy who would drive all the Dump way and to run. my house. Oh, no. Before I got the um, signature not required <laughs> status. Right. Um, right. The guy would drive out to my house. My car with my name on it would be in the driveway. He would. Get out of the car, walk all the way to the door, put a sticker on the door and then drive away. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even knock or ring the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Pure leader, if you're listening, 
Come on. Well, I had to go into Purilator because it would just say that we're holding on to your package for a few days. Yeah. And I'd have to go into Purilator and I complained a couple times to the woman at the counter. And she said, yeah, a lot of people complain about him. Like, why would you drive all the way out to Annan to put a sticker on my door? Like, <laughs> ring the doorbell. And it's not like he was ringing the doorbell or knocking and I wasn't coming to the door because I have loud dogs. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would know. But anyway, maybe he was like an introvert and he didn't want to talk to people. So, well, you know, then that <laughs> avoid not conversations. Be <laughs> oh, yeah, man. well, let's not get into that because we can talk about people's jobs all day True. long. <laughs> the point is, yeah. um, we now have a Freightcom promotional code. Yeah. How exciting is that? Yeah, I love it. I love that we got an affiliate code because I've been using them for a little bit, but I've never even thought about talking to them or starting a conversation or I anything. I know, right? But as it turns out, because you would go to their website, right, and think that this yeah. is a reasonably big company. Well, I was emailing with, um, you know, my sales rep, and then she's like, we're a fa- family-owned business, and my husband is like the president or whatever. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And they're a Canadian, they're, I know, they're a Canadian company as well. And yeah. um, we're going to have them on the show soon. Which is really exciting. Yeah, I'm actually I'm really actually, excited for that. So if if you're listening right now and you're like, who cares about shipping? What's Freycom? Oh my God, you care about shipping. So <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of tell you who Freycom is so, or what they do. Um, so if you were like Sophia, which 99.99% of you are. Yes. And small business owners, small business owners, like they all drive to the post office and stand in line for them to put in. Even if they don't stand in line, even if you, even if you create a, a shipping label online and print it out and put it on the box yourself and just drive it to the post office, you're already wasting a huge amount of time. Simply put, here's why. You can actually schedule a pickup from Canada Post and they charge you $3.50. And if you heard me rant about how much your time's worth, mm-hmm. you would pay $3.50 to have these people come and pick up your package. Speaking like it's, of, it's a no brainer. Speaking of saving time in episode yeah. 59, was that it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so, and, and some of you might be like, well, I'm not shipping anything, who cares? Yeah, you are. Listen, as as much as you you can you can do a lot more business by shipping things, by offering clients product, by yeah. by offering them, uh, especially if they're not in the same town, mm-hmm. by saying you know what I could ship this to you or whatever, whatever, right? But there is going to be a need where you need to send something to someone, um, and. What uh, Freycom does is they're actually a broker. Mm. They're a broker where you enter your information or if you sign up through our affiliate code, you will have an account. And so your all your information will be pre-populated. Then you enter where you want to send the package and it automatically gives you a list of best rates. Mm-hmm. And so time to time, depending on where you're shipping, it could be in Canada. It usually goes back and forth between three businesses. It's either... Purilator, Dicom, or Canpar, and nationally or internationally, rather. Uh, it They also have FedEx and uh, UPS. UPS being kind of the winner on most of the time on the on the international. Although Purilator sneaks in there all the time, too. So long story short, it's a broker that gives you the best rates, which are better than posted rates, which are usually better than having your own account. Mm-hmm. And they come to your house and pick it up or they come to your business and pick it up for free. Yep. You know, like 
So um, if you're not like Petro and shipping a ton of stuff constantly, then basically you're getting not necessarily, well, like comparable rates because you're basically being bundled with like everyone else yep. who ships through that service. So you're going to save a ton of money. And then a ridiculous amount of time as well. So I made a shipping label, I think, on Sunday. And then while I was not home and I was out doing other stuff, I left a box on the porch and they came and picked it up and it was delivered yesterday. So yesterday being yeah. Tuesday. So yeah, yeah, so it <laughs> really does. Kind save of a, a no brainer. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're excited about it is because this is this is going to uh, better your business. Um, and so we're going to like share this with you. And it's hard to find these companies too. Um, as you know, I'm always trying to find Canadian companies to work with. Yes. Um, so yeah, there you go. It's a Canadian company. So I have a link for you. So, and it's going to be in the show notes, obviously, but I'll tell you right now, because you can go and look at it as long as you're not driving. If you go to <laughs> double exposure dot show slash freight and that's F R E I G H T C O M. And then the promotional code, which is the first box on that page, is Sophia, which Petro is pissed off about. But anyway, yeah. you spell that S O P H I A, and sign up for an account and just use it. Just just trust us. <laughs> just yeah. trust us. And actually, um, they're really good. So when I signed up, I got an email from a real human being asking if I needed help setting up my account and everything, and they'll set up a call with you to help walk you through the process. How cool is that? Yeah. Really helpful, especially for people who haven't done this sort of thing before. <laughs> I know there's there's a little bit of a fear uh, stage with a lot of stuff like this. I mean, yeah. Um, and it does look scary because you have to put in all of the dimensions of whatever you're shipping, the weight and everything. Um, but it, there's a whole bunch of boxes on the window in the window when you're um, creating a shipping label. Um, mm-hmm. But trust me, once you know what you're doing it seriously takes like five seconds yes <laughs> it, it becomes like second nature after yeah. a while um and all couriers carry like up to a hundred dollars insurance so you don't even have to buy extra insurance mm-hmm. but if you need more than a hundred you totally can yep now i've never really had an issue uh this entire year of 2017 so far i've only had one package go missing and it was my fault <laughs> i entered the city incorrectly Actually, funny enough, that's what I did. I think I, no, no, it wasn't. I, I, I thought that it was going to a different city than what was on the page and whatever. Anyways. But where um, does it go? <laughs> that's the funny part. I don't know. So what happens is uh, Pure Later hands it off to UPS in the U- in US and UPS just <laughs> supposedly delivered it to a random address okay, in, in a different great. city. <laughs> so they must have looked at the um, uh, zip code and looked at the city and they're like, ah, he, his zip code is incorrect and just send it to the city rather than the zip code. And wherever it went in the city, they probably just delivered it to a random address that sort of resembled it. Or maybe there was an address like that. I don't know. But long story short is it's lost. It, I had to resend uh, the print, which isn't a big deal in the grand scheme of things. It it really wasn't a big deal. I lost 20 bucks, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was, like I said, that was my, my fault, but I've never, ever had an issue. I do have to admit that I've had lots of issues with Canada post yeah. and them losing my international packages all the time. Now, there's well, that doesn't surprise me because as soon as it crosses the border, it's with someone else. 
Yeah. And and it's with it's with USPS, with United States Postal Service, but I mean, just like Pure Later, you know, once it crosses, it's with UPS, but I mean, their relationship is business to business rather than like a government agency to government agency. Yeah. So I, I find it's just a little bit better, a little bit easier. Plus, um, they have a certain reputation to uphold. They have, you know, your best interest in mind. So uh, when I first started, I used to overpack things. I used to just like put so much tape on stuff and so much just crazy, crazy overpacking. Mm-hmm. I now literally just go packing material inside you know tube with a photo or whatever canvas goes inside yeah. i mean canvases get really well packed i'm just like one piece of tape zip yep. <laughs> send yep but anyways um <clears throat> i can talk about this stuff all day long because that's my favorite part of order fulfillment is putting items and packages and shipping them mm-hmm. but um we'll move on and talk a little bit about uh, our topic today so okay fine <clears throat> fine i know it's it is exciting it's yeah. and i remember telling you about it and and I, I think our conversation back and forth was like um and they come and pick it up you're like yeah but it's not a big deal i can drop it off and i'm like no 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 you know they come pick it up for free and you're like no but i go in the city and i'm driving by the place and i'm like no 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 hang on a second it doesn't matter just forget about well, it they'll come pick it up <laughs> and since i'm like is there even an option to drop off the shipment or when you do it through Freightcom, do they always pick it up? I think they always pick it up. Yeah. So then I, I'm never going to deliver. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's fine. And it is really easy. <laughs> but anyway, do we want to talk about refunds now? Do you have nothing let's, to update let's us Let's try. Okay. Um, I really don't. Okay. I've just been extremely busy. <laughs> Uh, we have still a few weddings that we're editing. Um, yeah. We literally bought a second computer so that we could be both working at the same Which time. Which you're not happy about. I'm extremely unhappy about. And it's not the product. Um, it's my choice in the product. Yeah, I um, picked the wrong computer for I, the... I picked the wrong computer. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted a 21 and a half inch iMac. And so... Because I use, I usually just go top of the line. I'm usually like, okay, what's the fastest processor? I'll take that. Yeah. How much RAM can I put in? I'll do that. Um, and this time around, I was like, well, I'm just going to look on the Adobe website and see what the minimum requirements are. Okay. So minimum requirements are like, for Photoshop, is like one gigabyte of RAM. I'm like, oh, that's easy to do. Okay. This one has eight. Um, for Lightroom, it was two gigabytes of RAM. I'm like, hmm, it's got eight. I can run them both at the same time. No big deal. And I mean, I know better. I know the more RAM you have, the better it is. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the processor speed, um, I had a choice between a dual core or a quad core. So I was like, yeah, I'll go with quad core. It'll be a little bit better. So it wasn't the bottom of the line. It was kind of the middle of the road. Uh, I, I could have definitely gotten more RAM and slightly faster processor mm-hmm. in the 21 and a half inch iMac. But I didn't. I just chose to go with, with what was kind of stock and which was four times the minimum requirements. And everything would have been fine had I upgraded to a solid state drive. Yeah. Or that had makes the computer a huge had a difference. It makes me I'm so spoiled yeah. with a solid state drive. Like it makes me want to bash my head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like everything you do, you click and there's a little spinning beach ball of death. You know, that's I think that's a Fancher College term. But uh, that spinning color wheel. 
every single time. And once in a while, it's just like, meh, I crash. Like, no. Which, by the way, so you asked me yesterday yesterday if I had a solid state drive. Yes. Um, I have a I fu- did ask fusion me. drive. What is that? Yeah. So fusion is a, is well, fusion between solid state and not solid state. Interesting. And the, major, the majority of your uh, software and applications, et cetera, will be actually like your operating system will be sitting on the solid state portion uh-huh. of it. And as a result, um, everything runs smoother. Everything runs yeah. faster. Um, my uh, previous experience with fusion drives hasn't been great because they were a little bit more susceptible to a higher failure rate. Mm. However, uh, everybody I spoke with in the last, let's say, 18 months um, has nothing to complain about with Fusion Drive. Yeah. Um, personally, I, w- I would still go with solid state. Just well, spend the money. Well, that's like the ideal, right? Um, when I got this computer, so I got the 27 inch and it was like 4K or whatever it is. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I got it, um, I remember because my iMac had died when I got it. Like it just it just up and quit. Um, there was some sort of issue with shipping or something. So I was on the phone with the Apple people and he's mm-hmm. looking it up and then he's like, OK, this computer. And then he opens up the order and he's like. This is a nice computer. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is like, this is a really nice computer. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> spent like $4,000 on it. It better be a yes. nice computer. <laughs> I know. And so, funny enough, <clears throat> the reason why I went with a 21 and a half inch is because these displays are retina displays. So, you don't really need to go huge, right? But um, oh, where we were putting it, we were putting it in, onto our built-in uh, section of our living room, dining room area. Mm-hmm. It goes along the wall. Oh, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking <clears throat> about. Yeah, and... There's a desk built in in the end. And because there's upper cabinets, the 21 and a half inch fits perfect. Like it's got a quarter inch clearance. <laughs> yeah. But a 27 inch in front of there it would would, not fit. It wouldn't fit. No. So, <clears throat> it, which by the I way, think, mm-hmm. no, you go ahead. <laughs> I think we're going to have to just put it somewhere else and uh, get a 27 inch, unfortunately. Because it's, it's not, I can't even. The, the, here's the biggest issue. We love the computer. We love the size. We love everything about yeah. it, except that uh, the hard drive needs to be upgraded in it. Well, it's not something you can do. So yeah. uh, a little bit of a uh, public service announcement. We, I know we don't talk about gear a lot, and we we technically should, I think. I think we should, um, rather than uh, talking, no. you know, megapixels and dollar, dollars and cents, I think we should talk about common sense and, uh, yeah. you know. Things that will save you in your business and time. Yeah. And so where you really want to spend the time making sure you don't waste your time with a 21 and a half inch is that it's not user upgradable. I can't pull the RAM out and upgrade it myself. I can do it in the 27 inch and I and that's kind of what I choose to do. I can't do it in 21 and a half. I can't upgrade the hard drive myself. Nothing. So whatever you want, you better make sure you order. That's why I went and did the research for the minimum requirements, et cetera. It's just, oh, I didn't do enough research. And for the most part, if you're editing a half a dozen photos, like if you had a real estate shoot or whatever, or even a headshot session, it's not a huge deal. But when you're trying to call a wedding and when you're trying to start editing it, it's like, I, I'm i done. I give up. I need to walk away or 
Otherwise, I'm going to be putting fists through screens. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are really spoiled with what we have. Like yeah, we, sure. we have solid state drives on our MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. And this thing flies. Like I, I never even have to worry about it. I cannot live without it. Um, the, the other issue is that our other computer, our other MacBook Pro is just too darn old. Like I think it's closing in on 10 years mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh it's time to basically call it a day and mm-hmm. retire it and th- like that computer is actually too slow to even update to the latest os so yeah. that's why we're like well, we, it's time to buy a new one yeah that's my laptop as well but isn't it yeah. like i have no intention to upgrade my laptop anytime soon um isn't it kind of amazing how long those things last <laughs> i'm blown away yeah, people I, make I really fun am. of people make fun of people who use Apple, but damn it, those things are like good quality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's people who make fun of people. I think it's monsters. Maybe. <laughs> you're a monster if you're making fun of me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's it in in a nutshell. So that's been the frustrating part. But um, in the grand scheme of things, we're getting stuff pumped out. Like there's two of us working on things, and. Um, I guess I'll uh, let let you in on another uh, new development. Uh, as if I'm not doing enough already, I decided to uh, get the ball rolling on a really long time passion of mine, which uh, a lot of you probably don't know, but I was a musician in my past life uh, before I became a commercial photographer. And I spent a lot of time in the studio, uh, sort of being the studio musician and uh uh, to the affection of one of my bandmate bandmates, uh, he called me a band slut because I used to play with like several different bands. Anyways, uh, musical instruments uh, and all these things have been, like I said, a huge passion of mine, and that's why I actually have Athena guitars where we make guitars. But to complement my uh, order fulfillment business, and because I'm already shipping a ton of crap out of the house. Um, we are launching a new business and it's called Pedal Boss and it is for guitar and bass uh, guitar effects and they're basically effects pedals that are made by, majority of them are Canadian uh, and uh, they're made in Canada and they're sold in Canada and they're shipped all over the world. So this business is uh, slated to launch in January of 2018 and then once it launches it will kind of run itself. It will literally be just like, you know, Here's the orders, put them in boxes, ship them, etc. But it's been it's been a huge time consumer of mine. Yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the last couple of weeks, um, I I'm noticing that I'm forgetting things like I never used to. So if somebody was like, Hey, can you can you do a sample print for me or for this canvas or whatever? Or if I got a new client uh, and and they're local and they're like, Yeah, I'll I'll just pick it up, you know, I won't ship it. I'm forgetting to tell them, okay, it's ready. So like, I have a canvas that's been here for a week. I got to get <laughs> get a hold of this individual. Uh-oh. Now, it's only been two weeks total. And that's my turnaround time is two to three weeks. So it's only been two weeks so far, but it's been ready for a week, right? Like I like to uh, under promise and over deliver mm-hmm. a little bit. So I say it's going to be two weeks. It's usually done in a week. But so, yeah, um, hopefully that uh, doesn't, hopefully there's no more hiccups uh, all the manufacturers have been amazing to deal with. And, um, the reason why I'm doing this is it's going to force me to get back into music. And I just, mm-hmm. after having Mia, um, 
I'm picking up the guitar a little bit more. I'm playing guitar for her. I'm singing for her. We're having a good time. And she's loving it. Like, she's just making noises. It's it's pretty cute. Um, Um, It's like she's trying to sing. So One of my high school friends does a, like, music class for babies and children at the coffee shop that I go to. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I I think it's, like, on Mondays, there's a swarm of children everywhere. at a coffee shop that's hilarious (laughs) and they love it (laughs) little decaf lattes tiny little ones (laughs) (laughs) no the the kids like love the music of course um it's one of the best things you can do is to actually uh immerse yourself in music and immerse your kids in music um one of the, I'm so happy that when I was, uh, I don't even remember how old, like young, eight or nine, I came home uh, from school and I basically went to my mom and dad and said, I want to play uh, music. Like, I don't care what it is. I just want to play music and I want to sing. And so they took me to this kind of music conservatory that um, in Ukraine, the government paid for everything. So after school and even during school, certain days, uh, you would attend this other school. And so you, there was music theory that you learned. Uh, every Tuesday was music theory. And then every Thursday and Saturday, I believe, um, there was actually group classes where you learned in a group. And then every other day you learned one-on-one. And uh, the only slot that was open was a button accordion. <laughs> <laughs> so picture an accordion, but instead of a keyboard, it's uh, buttons. Yeah. And it's five rows of buttons. Like there's a lot of buttons. And so I was like, you know what? Totally cool. I don't, I don't care. I don't mind. Um, and it was, it was a blast. I mean, just learning music and um, playing music, it completely changed my life. Like, uh, it's a completely different perspective on life. I mean, I think people who play music are generally happier, and um, I recommend it. So, yeah. One thing I hope I never have to do in this business is give a refund. Oh God, I was going to say we should probably transition. Um, <clears throat> I have a funny transition for you. I just checked my phone and it says I have two messages from Steve Cake. And <laughs> the first one is, I love that you have a new studio. The second one is number 59. Apparently he's listening <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> Hilarious. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, refunds. I haven't had to give a refund yet. Whew. Um <clears throat> But I, as you guys know, I'm in the Rising Tide Society group on Facebook. And damn it, people post a lot. Um, and there were two posts last week, I think, about refunds. And I'll just get right into it and read the first one. The second one is going to be a doozy to talk about. But here's the first one. <clears throat> this was Annie. And she says... Is it really so horrible to call a photo shoot a shoot? I was finalizing an engagement photo shoot with a couple, and in a recent email, I said, I'm so looking forward to this shoot. It's going to be so wonderful. Because we had a bunch of awesome props and outfits and locations planned, and she was going to announce to him she is pregnant with their first child during the shoot, and I was going to capture his reaction. The bride or mother-to-be shot back about how using language like that, using the word shoot, is inconceivably insensitive given recent happenings. 
She called me all sorts of names and insulted a political party I don't even belong to and demanded a full refund because she wouldn't give, uh, sorry, wouldn't give a hateful, heartless person a single dime. I did my best to explain to her that isn't what I meant by any stretch of the imagination, and she is extremely angry with me and just replied, I don't want your pathetic excuses. I want my money back. Expletive. I want to know what she said there, but anyway. <laughs> is this not something other people call a photo shoot? I thought this was extremely common. I'm going to... Hold on. Just... No, yeah. just wait. But is it insensitive, or do you think she just decided she wanted her money back? I'm going to refund her, despite my contract stating all retainers are non-refundable. But if it is... <laughs> but if it really isn't something that photographers call a photo shoot, I want to be aware so that I can be sure to use better language going forward. <sighs> Session. <laughs> and I just wanted to bang my head off of my desk when I read this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mad respect to everybody in America. Uh, but seriously, I don't know how you guys deal with some of these idiot clients. Uh, <laughs> I have to admit, we're not as bad in Canada. <laughs> like nowhere near. <laughs> And oh, just for, wait, just wait for the second. Yeah. <laughs> one. Like, for Pete's sake, it's called a shoot because you're shooting, you know, like if you translate, um, like in I, Ukraine, I don't even you, know. you, you used to call it hunting, like, like, like with a, with a camera, like it's literally like hunting with a camera. Oh, that's funny. It's, yeah. And so. It, it makes no sense. Like, look, there's even a cartoon I remember where it's, it's very Bugs Bunny-ish, but um, I don't I don't remember the details. But the the, the guy who was hunting him, uh, instead of shooting a gun, he was shooting a camera later, and and it was anyways. Yeah, I'm I'm so frustrated beyond belief right now because. Uh, I know the kind of person that did this reply. And uh, at some point, you you have two choices. You can either dig your heels in and say, we have a contract. Uh, the language that I use is universal. Mm -hmm. So go F yourself. Um, <laughs> you chose me because I shot so many other people. <laughs> oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, um. And here's what would happen. Um, I... I can see this going a totally different way. I can see this going viral in a way that says, you know, the photographer dug their heels in and just kept the retainer and, you know, the client is an idiot. Uh, because yeah, I, but I unfortunately, I think the people who would be taking this to the media would not be the photographer or other photographers. Yeah. It would be the person who didn't get their money refunded. And but I think it would backfire. I really do. I really do think that everybody would cite every, anybody who's ever been photographed or has seen a photographer mm -hmm. or spoke with one, I guess. I think they would cite with the photographer. I really I do. I don't think that that sort of media attention would like ruin this photographer's career I, anyway. Yeah, no, um, not at all. <laughs> here are my thoughts on it. Yes, I think that this woman decided she just wanted her money back. Um. And the reason I think that is because there is a possibility that this woman had a relative who passed away because of, mm -hmm. you know, An unfortunate the gun event. issues in the States. That is very possible. And perhaps she is especially sensitive to that sort of language right now. However, 
any reasonable person would not have this response, whether they had recently lost someone or not. This is an unreasonable response to that sort of standard language. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she's the one being photographed. One. She knows very well going into it that she's not going to get shot. She knows she's going into a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe in Canada, we are a little bit less sensitive to this sort of language. Like I would like to hear from some of our American listeners in the group. If this is like a thing, if people are hearing the word shoot or shot and having like visceral reactions to it, because yeah, think it seems with- wildly unreasonable to me that that would be someone's response. The next you think it'd be desensitized by now. Yeah. So I replied to her saying, um, first of all, as you heard, she is refunding the money. No, you do not do that. You do not refund money to people who respond like this. It's like mm-hmm. it's like calling up your service provider and yelling at them just to get what you want, because the only way to get what you want is to yell. The only people who get what they want is are people who yell. Um So I would not refund their money. However, this person clearly feels guilty about it. Um, So I responded, don't refund the money. But if you feel that guilty about it, then you can say to her, um, in lieu of a refund, I'm going to donate your retainer to a charity. Yes. Um, Not... (laughs) Like what, not the gun groups, but to like um, victim, a victim relief fund or something like that. Um, I think that (laughs) is reasonable, but I just would not refund the money. That's just. And the other thing is like sort of count your blessings in this case, because I assume that you're photographing this woman's wedding as well. This is a client who will never be happy. You cannot make this client happy because they are not reasonable. You you can't reasonably anticipate what their response is going to be to something. Thoughts? <laughs> so I'll share my own personal story with a wedding client. When, uh, when I booked them, um, I spent a couple of hours, maybe even three hours with a bride and groom in the studio uh, in our lounge, uh, talking to them, talking details, talking business and talking personal life. There was a personal connection with this, with this bride to be, um, like to the point where I, I think her fiance was just almost kind of dozing off cause we were just talking so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great connection. We, I thought she was a great person and I was really looking forward to doing their shoot. And so, um, she wanted a session where she wanted her engagement shoot to be in the winter. And I was like, that's incredible. Oh, my God. I, I think we've talked about shoots. this before, haven't we? We did. But in case people are just <laughs> tuning in. Um, so long story short, we did the photo shoot. She just she she's bipolar or something like I, I'm not sure what, what it is, but there there was an issue that wasn't really discussed or explored too much. And I mean, I'm I'm definitely not making fun of the any 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 conditions or any issues with people i'm just stating that there was something there Mm -hmm. that 
uh, did not allow for her to basically uh, conduct herself you know, in some a sort of civil some sort of mental illness or prior trauma or there was something something yes yes and and i so we don't have to get into that i mean i don't want people to all of a sudden ask for a refund for this episode because i was insensitive because <laughs> i'm not i'm just filling you in on the situation so long story short is that she basically ordered the wrong dress for her engagement session and um when it arrived it was supposed to be red but it turned out to be kind of like very subtly like dusty rose pink almost white um we photographed it at their venue which was which was called like the clearing and it's literally like a treed lot that had a clearing in the middle where they held the wedding it was, it was freaking awesome uh but we're talking about a foot of snow on the ground uh snowflakes the size of golf balls falling down from the sky and which is awesome where, it is so good like you you should see these photos it was definitely like my best work in the winter yet so i spent five hours with them that day because i drove them in my car uh, because it was an suv and uh to the to the session uh i then said you know what I, if you guys are up for it I want to explore a couple of other um, locations. They're like, we got the whole day. So we went to Port Stanley, where our friend Dave Sanford shoots all his waves. And um, there was like frozen waves there. So mm -hmm. we did a couple of shots on the beach. On the way there, there was a, um, a wood uh, pile, a pile of wood, pile of trees that were recently felled. And... Uh, it, it looked amazing. And I just thought well, this makes sense because they're getting married at a place called the clearing. And, um, like it, there was an apple orchard on the way. Like literally we stopped four times on the way to Port Stanley. I would see something and I'm like, guys, we're pulling over here. We're taking a couple of shots. Um, and then lastly, we ended up at the university of Western library. It's so it's now dark cause it's like 6 PM. And I went in and I said, hey, these guys met at the library. I'm shooting their engagement. Do you mind if we take some pictures of the library? To my surprise, they're like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so we're doing we're finishing this session at the library. Like I literally spent um, five hours with them uh, shooting uh, because I had nothing else to do. Like it was literally it was literally just like, hey, you guys have all day. I have all day. Let's let's have fun. Yeah. Um. I spent my time, my gas money, my uh, wear and tear on the vehicle, you know, all, all the things that mm -hmm. are, I'm sort of out of pocket on three hours of uh, talking to them uh, before the whole thing. And we were flying out uh, to India, actually, and three days later. And so uh, they wanted uh, a picture really fast for their uh, uh, save the date cards uh, or invitations even, I don't know. So... I'm literally working on these images on the airplane. And when we got to Turkey to switch planes, um, in Istanbul, we had a three hour layover. Um, I did, uh, I connected to the Wi-Fi and I did upload them to like shoot proof or whatever it was at the time. Yeah, it was shoot proof. And I sent him a note saying, Hey guys, I only have internet for a couple hours. I know it's, like nighttime where you are or something, you're, you're probably still sleeping, but hey, hopefully this is a nice surprise. Uh, I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks when I'm back. So I, I heard nothing from them. 
And a couple of weeks later, when we came back, uh, there was basically an email saying, hey, I'd like to meet. It's not abnormal for me to, because I thought, okay, maybe there's some changes, whatever. And we met with uh, the couple and uh, the wedding planner. And uh, the biggest concern that they had was um, there's just no color in these photos. <laughs> so you, you hear how ridiculous and absurd it sounds, right? Yeah. Did you like look at the, I didn't know the wedding planner was there. Did you like look at the wedding planner? Like what the actual fuck? Oh yeah. She, she was kind of rolling her eyes and like being just quiet. Cause at, at what point do you intervene and say, okay, my client is retarded. I'm going to just, if I was that wedding planner, I would be like, how do I get out of this? I'm going to oh, refund the retainer on. and get out of this. Oh, hang on. Yep. There, there's wait, there's more. So after about half an hour of going back and forth and debating and explaining to her why there's no saturation in the images. And I mean, I actually looked at the fiance uh, and I said, how do you feel about the photos? And you could tell he was a little uneasy talking about it. And he did actually say, well, I really like the photos. (laughs) And he kind of looked at her and she's like, yeah, well, I'm just concerned that during our wedding, um, like it's going to be, it's going to be July and it it was going to be July 24th. She's like, I'm just concerned. There's not, they're not going to be saturated. So part of me thought that she's trying to do something, like she's trying to weasel out of it. Yeah. But I realized that she's just kind of slow. Like her brain processes information like molasses. It just doesn't make sense to her. Like it just, she sees she sees a product. It's, it's, it's black and white in her head. Like things don't make sense. And I said, like, you have to look at all the photos. Look at the photos where you're actually wearing your coat and wearing your red scarf. How do you feel about those? Oh, yeah, those look good. Like, all right. So if we had color on trees, it would be cool. And she kept coming back. Well, my flowers look really pale. And her flowers were tulips. They were also pink. (laughs) Like, well, your pink tulips aren't going to look very saturated. I'm sorry. (sighs) This is is like the conversation that I have with families when they're like, oh, we want to have our pictures in our garden. I'm like, okay, are you going to lay in the garden otherwise i know locations are so funny (laughs) the the flowers are not going to be in the photo (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you cheese heads so and then i said okay let's look at the photos at the library right like let like look at all these book covers they're they're colorful right they're greens and reds and they're saturated like yeah but that's indoors it's not outdoors like i would really like to see and so i so now we're into an hour i i don't have like bad temper i have to admit i'm i can get angry and upset but i'm usually very chill very laid back it's at this point that i kind of said all right i'll be honest with you guys i've had enough um i've heard what i need to hear what I want from you is I want you to give me anything and everything that I've ever given to you. So give me back the CDs that I gave you. Give me back the USB yeah. stick, whatever. I want you to destroy the photos. I'm going I'm going to rip up the contract and I'm going to give you all your money back. I didn't need, and they paid in full. Um, they paid uh, in order to save a couple hundred dollars. I, I used to do this thing that you could save 10% if you paid in full yeah. right away. <laughs> 
And it was great because it gave us a lot of working capital for an expanding business. And I mean, let's face it, the prices weren't really, I wasn't struggling by letting the person save uh, 10%. Mm -hmm. So this, the, the wedding package she chose was very small per se. Like there wasn't a lot of product in it. And it was a $3,000 uh, wedding package. So she had given me $3,000. And I said, I'm just going to give you all your money back. Um, I never want to hear from you guys again. Like I, I'm not even going to recommend anybody uh, because I don't want them to, to have to deal with this. Like you guys are like in over your head. You don't know what you want. You are insulting me at this point because even though I've been in business for 15 years and uh, photographing for 20 years, uh, it's like I started yesterday and I screwed up your wedding and now you're upset with me. I'm like, it does not make any sense. I basically told them, get the fuck out of my studio <laughs> without saying it like that. Yeah. Uh, the wedding planner intervened and she said, well, hang on a sec. Why don't we take 24 hours? Why don't we think about this and go from there? And it was almost like she was just trying to mediate, but I think she knew that I was done. And I said, you know what? That's fine. And the bride and groom were happy about it. They're like, yeah, let's, let's take 24 hours. Absolutely. Um, I think at that time they still wanted, they, they were afraid that, uh oh, something's up. Like, and they still wanted us to shoot the wedding. But because of how I put things, I think it would have been awkward sauce <laughs> to, to yeah. do the wedding. And when they went home, I emailed transferred them $3,000 within an hour. Um, and I said, you know, if you if you call me back and you say that you still want to do this, uh, I won't give you the password, but I'll text you the password in a few minutes. So, so or when I find out. So they did get back to me the next day and I said, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll take you up on your offer. We'll just, uh, we'll just let you cancel us. So we effectively fired these clients mm -hmm. for the simple fact that I never wanted to see their face ever again. And I was just, I mean, who do you think you are to, um, question my creative ability and my technical ability and my integrity as a photographer, <laughs> like, Seriously, who are you that you think you're better than I am? And oh. but but from a business perspective, yeah, it's just I I just I was just trying to avoid headaches because I knew this was going to be a client that it wouldn't be worth the money for yeah. to have them. So I think that there's um, several different types of personalities, um, and with regard to money in a case like this, there's two. So there's the people who tell you what they want because what they want is reasonable um, <clears throat> or the people who tell you what they want because they're not afraid of seeming unreasonable. But then there's another group, I think, of people who don't tell you what they want and they just complain because they know what they want is unreasonable and they're just expecting you to give it to them because they're and complaining. And not to... Not to paint, you know, certain ethnical groups with um, a certain paintbrush, you know, <coughs> but I'll be completely honest with you. Anytime and every time I photograph a Lebanese weddings uh, and I will continue to take Lebanese weddings, um, <laughs> they ask for a discount after the fact. Yeah. And I, I actually said to them a few times to a few different clients, I said, 
do you when you, when you're a kid like do your parents teach you to do this like i'm just curious because <laughs> i know it's part of your culture i'm i'm ukrainian and we hate paying full price for things and i think it has a lot to do with the fact that most of us just come up with absolutely zero money so you kind of have to barter especially in ukraine yeah. is what i'm saying you kind of have to barter and you have to try to make your dollar or your hrevnia stretch as far as possible but once we do something once we get something done we'll quite often still tip and very generously or it's done it's done it's it's completed thank you very much we'll send you a thank you card we'll give you a high five we'll recommend you we don't go and say you know what i'm unhappy with this i need a refund yeah. <laughs> well hang on a sec you just ordered two thousand dollars worth of canvases and albums and you're unhappy with what this doesn't make sense yeah um so <clears throat> i have had people where i've quoted them a price and then they've sat there and stared at it and stared at me and then sort of waited for a discount and they don't ask for it but they wait and i'm like no and at that point i think they know they know that they're being unreasonable um we do not have time to go through the other um refund let's um, do it let's no, just go we for don't. it no you don't have time because you have to take me into the doctor so <laughs> um, it's all good i uh i don't have to leave till 11 we have let's do it we'll no, be quick i promise no what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna post it to facebook <laughs> so this is gonna be um Fine. your reason to get on the facebook group and <clears throat> actually engage in some conversation people um but the, we have the important part of the episode and that is like how to deal with refunds <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so first of all, you need to have this in your contract. And Petro has said a few times, start out by calling it a retainer rather than a deposit. Um, because deposits are refundable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I'm just going to give you some samples of what's in my wedding contract with regards to refunds. So I have a refunds and terminations section. Um, and there are a few reasons why a client might get refunded and a few reasons why they might not. So um, if I cancel or I'm unable to show up to a wedding for whatever reason, I refund all of the money to my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if, Very professional. Yeah. If my clients reschedule the wedding and book me for that date um, and I am able to rebook the original date, then I carry over their retainer for the new date. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if they cancel and I am able to uh, rebook the original date, then I refund the money as well. But if they cancel or reschedule and I am not able to rebook the original date, they don't get their money back. Which is fair. Yeah. And the reason is I am setting that time aside for them. I'm booking that date off. Um, I'm providing a service for the engagement session. I'm providing prints and all of that fun stuff. Um, and frankly, there's a lot of time that goes into dealing with your clients before the mm-hmm. wedding and <clears throat> dealing with the back and forth of just booking that wedding. Um, so by the time they've paid the retainer, I've already put a few hours um, of work into these clients. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I have in this section of my contract is if necessary, refunds will be issued, um, to 
whomever made the original payments and also by the same um, method that they paid me. So for example, if the parents are paying for the wedding photography, I'm not making a check payable to the couple when I am making a refund to them. I'm making the check payable to the parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And also if they pay by credit card, they are getting that money back on their credit card. They are not getting a check or cash. Because it just seems to me like there can be a whole lot of funny business going on. There usually is, yeah. Um, um, and I and I still accept credit cards for large sums. And I mean, yeah, when you so process forty five hundred dollars on a credit card, and you know, let's round up to three percent, you lose three percent. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever. That's a lot of money. I think that maybe sometimes these people like they're like, oh, I can pay by credit card, so they just pay by credit card, um, and then like maybe their credit card goes over the limit, and then they're like, oh fuck, <laughs> um, we need to get some money back. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, I, I, what I was going to say is uh, I've I've had to refund uh, a credit card once because it was it was exactly the same thing. The um, the father. It's really weird. I remember what he did for a living even, but he paid for his daughter's wedding. And uh, then he called back and he said, I accidentally used the wrong credit card. I used my business credit card and I need to have it uh, reversed. No, uh, I said, and and well, no, it's fine. I I had no problem doing that. He was going to use a personal credit card instead, and I had no problem doing that. He and um, I said, uh, I I need to swipe your card because uh, it's been too long. I can't go back and click refund transaction because I think after thirty days it just it settles. And uh, I said I, I have to do a refund and then basically kind of go from there. And he goes, well, what? Can you just cut me a check? And I gave him the option. I said, I can, but I'm going to withhold all the service fees. And when I told him there was going to be about $170, uh, he felt so bad that he uh, had me return the, the payment and he went to the bank and cut me a, and got me a draft. Yeah. So that's, he realized that I was actually losing $170 uh, to this. Yeah, I, fees. I would be charging them for the service fees at that point. Yes. And he understood that, you know, like the, the, it's fantastic. Yeah. But I think we're, we're so scared. And here's why I'm saying this. We're so scared to uh, educate our clients, to mm-hmm. talk to them, um, that sometimes we can turn um, a little sour and just um, immediately be like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> well, don't be like that. Like be a human being, like talk to your client, educate them and tell them why you don't do or do yes. certain things. <clears throat> To this day, I have no problem refunding refunding you in cash if you paid me by credit card, but I'm I'm going to hang on to the service fees. Yeah, you're like you're just not going to get all your money back. So yeah. continue, please. Um, and I think that's a big thing when I'm seeing all of these messages about refunds in these groups. Like these people are just scared to say, "No, I'm a small business owner, and like this money actually means a lot to my livelihood, um, so I cannot refund." your money because you're being crazy unreasonable <clears throat> and a jerk. Um, yeah, absolutely. So when someone's asking for a refund or you're considering refunding thing, someone, I think you, there are a few things you need to consider. So for example, did you provide the service to these people? Did you yeah. provide the product? Did you shoot this wedding? Did you give them photos? Um, and they're just unhappy with the photos 
I hate to say it, but it doesn't matter if they're unhappy with the photos. You provided the service and the product. They don't get their money back. It's kind of their responsibility to do the research to book a photographer. <clears throat> Unless and the photos are actually unacceptable. Like if they're out of focus, blurry, and you didn't get the photos that you promised to yeah, get. Yeah, but then you're like being a good business owner and you're saying, oh my God, I sc- you're not delivering photos like that. You're going. I'm hoping not, right? Uh, you're going, so. I screwed up. Oh my God, I'm going to give them something. I'm going to reshoot whatever i'm going to <laughs> you're going to recession yeah and you can do <laughs> that with reshoot. a wedding it has happened i've heard stories about photographers who have lost photos and then paid out of pocket to sort of stage mm-hmm. the wedding and reshoot it um at which point would it not be cheaper to just refund it might be and that is an yeah. option obviously in my contract it says if for whatever reason i can't deliver your photos i'm going to refund you all of your money um, but there are things that you can do before you get to that point. But did you do a good job and you gave it to them? And then they just out of the blue said, these are unacceptable. We want our money back. And you've had this experience before Petro where the bride yes. didn't like her hair. And so she reversed the <laughs> credit card payment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not cool and not legal. <laughs> if you provide the service and the product, if you've given them photos, like yep. you need to consider, can you get those things back? Can you get the album back and then, and then refund their what money? And then was, at that point, yeah. I don't know, you're still out of pocket. So. Well, I was unhappy with the fact that I had to make another phone call. I mean, yeah. it, it took a, it, it only took a phone call and a bit of a threat. Uh, but you know, I just leaned on the contract portion and I said, you know, you have 24 hours to return the payment. Mm-hmm. Or let's, you know, take a look in the contract and see what the alternatives are. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Um, After two hours, I had an email money transfer for (laughs) the full amount. But yeah, the bride was the the bride was crazy. She didn't like her hair. And all of a sudden it was my fault. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're going to deal with this kind of stuff. You're going to deal with sensitive people who think the word shoot does not belong in the um, vocabulary of a professional photographer. So, you know, if that's the case, if you live in a sensitive area, change it to change your language to session. Um, right. I mean, it, it's very easy to do. Like you, you do have to be flexible. You do have to be able to provide for your clientele because they're the ones who are paying money. I, I don't mean necessarily that you have to agree with them but if if all it takes for you to do to do business and to uh have good businesses to use the word session instead of word shoot then do that in the situation of the our of this client who was very sensitive to the word shoot and wanted all their money back relate to my first story where this is just somebody you don't want to deal with yeah okay um at this point, no matter what you do, there's going to be a little bit of awkwardness. There's going, to, there's not going to be that dynamic of a professional creative relationship. So you just want to dump them. You, you want to fire them. At this point, just cut your losses. Just call it a day. In your case, yep. uh, the individual who, who, who was in this case, you haven't even done a single photo yet. So oh, yeah, refund the money, <laughs> get out, call it a day. Now, However, was, I, I wouldn't. I personally... Yeah. I would be saying, unfortunately, um, retainers are non-refundable. If you would like to cancel your um, session, <coughs> then you are welcome to do that. However, payment is not refundable. 
And I mean, for the and most you part, I would do these the same things thing. courteously. And mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, my friend Ralph taught me was don't apologize, state the facts. If someone is being unreasonable, do not apologize to them because that means that you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Annie didn't do anything wrong. So don't say, oh, I'm so sorry, but just say, um, honestly, I would just come back with, be polite and kind and everything. Um, I'm sorry that we won't be able to work together, unfortunately, according to the contract. Mm, which No, you're not sign. sorry you're not going to be able to work together. Yeah, you're, but you, not could, at all. You, could, you can still say that. <laughs> um, it's unfortunate according to the we're not going to be able to work signed, together. Retainers are not refundable. Um, yeah, period done spend some time looking at the language of how you do things and and i completely agree with you not never to say sorry in an email when dealing with a client because you automatically kind of uh put yourself at a disadvantage yeah so so use language like it's unfortunate we're not going to be able to work together rather than i'm sorry we're not going to be able to work together it's um it goes a lot further and it puts you into a little bit of a power uh situation um I'm going to basically just just say that uh, there's a couple of ways you can handle refunds. Um, one is with you know educating people, uh, holding your ground, and and saying you know maybe even drawing a comparison, um, you know a reasonable comparison, uh, and to to other industries, you know why people might think that you. Uh, are entitled to hold on to a certain amount of money or whatever. But um, everybody who's ever been to the dentist or a doctor's office knows that if you cancel your appointment hours before, that they are basically going to charge you for it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even in Canada, where we have free health care, mm-hmm. if you have... Um, an appointment with a specialist or even a doctor, they will charge you for it. The reason is because our healthcare is actually paid by a third party called our government. But when we don't go to that appointment, the doctor doesn't get paid. And I mean, yes, that's a lot of money and they make a lot of money, but they also have a lot of overhead. So I get why they need to charge you the money. I, I really do get it because otherwise it will come from other areas and you don't want that. So, Educate your client saying, you know, if you, you know, when you miss a dentist appointment, they charge you anyways, because they can't fill that slot and then tell them they have a lineup of people wanting to take that appointment and they can't fill it. I cater to a much smaller uh, audience. So imagine how many people want to get married on your date this close to the date mm-hmm. who don't have a photographer. You know, and I think by opening their eyes this way, they might say, I get it. Okay. I understand yeah. why you need to hold the retainer. Okay. And then it's up to you to choose a, a solution of how you can address their other requirements of like, well, we give you the money, we retained you, but we get nothing for it. You know, so it, it's up to you to figure that out. Here's um, the issue with language like that. Um, and I... It totally makes sense to me to have some sort of template um, for explaining what goes into your process and the cost of that and why you charge what you do and why you don't give refunds when people cancel. That makes a lot of sense. However, that sort of discussion only works with reasonable people. So when these unreasonable people are demanding a refund for X, Y, and Z reasons... 
don't stress yourself out about it. Just go through the process of saying, did I provide a service? Did I provide a product? Did I spend time on this? Did I spend money on this? And can I get back what I delivered to these people? <laughs> um, and then send them a message back and say, like Pedro said, it's unfortunate that we're not going to be able to work together. Um, according to the contract, <clears throat> which we both signed, your booking fee or retainer or session fee or whatever is non-refundable. Um, good luck with life (laughs) (laughs) with the people who are being unreasonable, just state the facts, period. End of story. So don't uh, make excuses because that just pisses them off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and don't drag it out longer than it needs to be. I mean, just kind of stab it in the heart and kill it. (laughs) <laughs> while you have the chance yeah just make it go away yeah and so um, just to <clears throat> conclude my uh, previous story mm-hmm. about the crazy bride in the winter um it, this industry is very tight i talked to a lot of people a lot of the industry people are actually my friends and we knew that we had a mutual client uh but the hair and makeup team that she hired where she went in for the trial mm-hmm. she ended up firing the week before yep um the wedding planner, she ended up firing about a month before. Her wedding cake, she ended up not going through with it. Yeah. So this individual that, and, and I, I got to admit, I feel kind of good that I'm the one who pulled the, the the plug on this whole thing. And I'm the one who saw the, the craziness going on in her head and that I just didn't want to deal with it. So I feel great about it. Uh, I feel good that I had to, it was the one who actually stepped up and got rid of her because uh, I didn't want to hold on to any of her money whatsoever because I just didn't want to deal with her ever, ever again. And mm-hmm. it was evident in how she treated and how she handled this. So my advice to you is just because you're dealing with a client like this, don't don't assume that it's you. Don't assume that there's something you're doing wrong because unfortunately there's a lot of other people out there who will just take the word like shoot and associated with something you know um Mm -hmm. if you you know if you're if your family was in a car accident in in akia uh 10 years ago and i happen to be driving akia to your wedding are you going to tell me to leave because it makes you think of an unfortunate thing that happened a long time ago you know if you're if you hate the color green because your fiance cheated on you with somebody who was wearing a green top and i wear a green something to your wedding are you gonna is that gonna make you upset all of a sudden if that's the case you have other things to worry about some people it will for sure of yes, course and it will and that that's kind of what i'm <laughs> yeah so so do not suggest professional help to these people but just know no, that no, they no. need it you know <laughs> know that they need professional help and that it's not you and and that you do have i mean this episode, just like every episode, turns into a bit of a rant between you and I, and mm-hmm. we share our stories. There are some really important nuggets of information in here about how you can and should handle um, your client when it comes to re- refunds. And I would like some feedback about how you do this. And please share some stories. I really want to hear from you some of your crazy stories because it's a little bit of a gossip, industry gossip for me. And, and I really enjoy hearing that other people deal with crazies and it's not just us. Yeah. And it's true. Clearly, there's a bunch of people in these groups um, getting like crazy messages from clients and then refunding the money. Damn it. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I do have to admit, 
you got to go back to our first episode uh, where I, I talk about not being a rock star. And what I'm talking about is not being a diva and oh that kind of photographer. Because <laughs> a lot of these people just, they, before we lose all the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these up and coming photographers, they assume the role of somebody who's been doing this for a long time and has the frustration of a 30 year year veteran in the industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they feel like they can strut their stuff and talk a certain way and say certain things that apply only to people who have done and dealt with 30 years of bullshit. Yeah. When you're starting out with this, be polite, be courteous, do your job. But oh, most importantly, listen to Double Exposure Show because it's <laughs> going to change your life. Uh-huh. Um, but look at look at the bigger picture. Um, you know, it, sometimes you need to realize that if you want to do this for a living, you need to collect some sort of money. <laughs> you need to get paid. Yeah. And if you start giving everybody refunds because they're crazy you're not going to get too far. And that's yeah. why I'd say a life expectancy of an of a starting out photographer is around two to five years. <laughs> I don't mean yep. you're going to die. I just mean your business yep. is going to go under and you're going to do something else. Um, I want to rant a little bit about these like groups on Facebook. Yeah, and I, I posted something to my profile. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> it, but I was like, Facebook groups where people ask for help. And then yell at you for <laughs> oh, gosh. not giving the advice that or argue with you about the advice that you give them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, seriously. Before, before, before you speak, I was going to I have it written down to talk about this. Oh my God. And oh. I'm going to let you speak just just because I just want you to know that I have something else to say. So I've really <laughs> been diving into these Facebook groups and posting some helpful tips and everything. And so far. All of the advice that I've given people has been received very well, but I have seen some people give some good advice and get responses back like, that wasn't the question that she asked and get off your high horse and get out of your castle. And like there was there was one <laughs> where um, a photographer was dealing with a an unreasonable client but not an unhappy mm-hmm. client and she was just trying to set expectations so she was asking how to do that with this person before their shoot and the one of the commenters pointed out a loophole where instead of making $300 off of these 15 people this photographer could make $5000 off of these 15 nice. people um and someone responded that is not what she was asking for she was asking for advice on how to set expectations don't answer with comments that are unrelated and goes on and on and was like rude called the guy an idiot um called him names and everything and by the way the comment that 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 this guy made was polite and extremely useful so i just commented back saying good advice um way to pick up on that and and then she just went on for like several more comments about like how this guy was such a dick and like just i freaking hate this part of Facebook groups. And I read all of these comments and I just want to jump into the conversation and be like, shut your mouth. Like, <laughs> but I can't. I, I, cause it's just stress that I don't need. What did you want to say? Cause I had something else I want to say, but we'll see if it's um, the same thing. For the last almost year, I've been part of several other Facebook groups that were not related to photography. Uh, they were kind of uh, community groups and uh, groups where people could help each other out. 
And I realized that the majority of the people who are actually very uh, involved and very engaged in this are a lot of people who have nothing better to do. (laughs) Hello, Mia. (laughs) (laughs) She's been on my lap for like the past five minutes. (laughs) I I had a delivery five minutes ago and she's just sitting (laughs) helping out. (laughs) Say hi, Mia. Say hi. She doesn't know what to say hi yet. She's only four months. Okay, go on. Go but on. She's awesome. <laughs> um, and and so they just want to. It's literally like they're they're sitting at home and doing nothing, and who knows what's going through their head? Yeah. And they're just looking for any and every excuse to argue. Well, and it doesn't matter what yeah. you say. Oh, they yeah. always, uh, they will always yeah. argue. Well, this guy that gave this advice, um, I just know that the person who responded that way knows that that's what she should be doing and yeah. she's not doing it. And so she lashed <laughs> out at him. That's how it works. And there's I, a, there's a yes. international word for, for these people. What, what, what? Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would like to say that we don't have any of those in our Facebook group and mm. we've been having, um, some really good discussions on goal setting lately, um, mm-hmm. in the group. And we've had a few people post their goals. And I know I've been going into the conversation and being like, okay, that is not a top level goal. That is a stepping stone to reaching your top level goal. So wait, are you being one of those people? <laughs> no, no, I'm just helping them figure out what their top level goal is. Goal is. So I'm asking them more questions to try and get them yeah, to absolutely. where they want to be. Um, but goal setting is one of the things that we've been dealing with a lot lately on episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's a discussion that's going on right now in our Facebook group. And you guys should probably get in there. Don't be afraid to post and in our Facebook group. Um, as I said, I'm going to be posting a screenshot of the other comment that was on Facebook um, about refunds, because <clears throat> I'd really like to hear what you guys have to say about it. It is a sensitive subject, and I have a um, pretty clear opinion on it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so get into Facebook <laughs> and <laughs> talk to us. Um, uh, yeah. I also wanted to remind you guys about my picture perfect guide um you can grab a copy of it at pictureperfect.guide you can see what i'm delivering to um brides and moms um to help them get ready for their photo sessions but also if you have seen my picture perfect guide and then you've seen sort of the new app system that i'm on um i just released the new apps a few weeks ago, officially. Um, Yay. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. I finally snagged that in. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> um, so the system that I'm using is Sticky Albums. And guess what? We just got a $50 discount for everyone when they sign up for Sticky Albums. And so you can use Sticky Albums the way that I use it, which is I created apps for, um, like lead generation but another thing that Mm -hmm. you can do with sticky albums is create apps for your clients so it's a way of digital delivery that's not handing over a usb stick of digital files it's like super cool like in your wedding package you're including their own custom app like how cool is that 
Yeah, and it's a lot better than giving your client an actual physical sticky envelope. For sure. The other thing is they can <laughs> all of the all of <laughs> your clients can put it on your phones, their parents, their family members can put it on their phones, their family their friends can put it on their phones, so it's like um, marketing for your business. Yeah. Super cool. I like it. So if you go to stickyalbums.com and you use the promo code PPG50, you're going to get $50 off of an annual membership. You're welcome. Yeah. How's that for a refund? Yeah. And remember <laughs> to go to doubleexposure.show slash freightcom. And use the promotional code <laughs> SOFIA to set up yeah. your... Um, the really cool thing, and yes. I'm going to interrupt you, Sophia, yes. is that you can go to freightcom.com yes. slash um, uh, double... Exp oh, sorry, what's the link again? Doubleexposure.show <laughs> slash freightcom. <laughs> yes, that's it. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm distracted by a cute little form yes. uncle. Doubleexposure.show slash freightcom. <laughs> and it will take you to them. And you don't have to sign up yet. You can literally just do a quote online Ooh. and compare the prices right away Yeah, uh, before but even signing up. It's going to be better. And yeah, I mean, but sign like, up. okay, I know, I know that you could go on to Pure later and you can go on to UPS and you can go on to FedEx and you, you go on to Canada Post and you can put in your information and print a shipping label that way. Don't do it. Just go to Freightcom and sign up and do it that way because they're comparing the prices for all of those services. You don't have to go to each and every service to do it. Plus, you're going to get well, better prices anyway. Yeah. And I'm going to say right now, for fun, if you have the time, go to UPS and uh, type in the well, yeah. uh, information yeah, and get price. a quote. And then go to doubleexposure.show slash Freightcom and then get a quote. Yeah. And, you know, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> so the promo code is Sophia, yes. and uh, we definitely want to know about uh, your experience with it. So when you do try it for the first time, do give us some feedback. We will actually have them on the show soon yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. about other details. Um, <laughs> and other and, exciting things. Like there's going to be yeah. a pretty exciting announcement on, on that. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> um and I don't know if you just heard me a burp or not, but that was pretty cute. <laughs> me, I can't uh, wait either. <laughs> yeah. So join the conversation on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show Group. Um, and remember, you can find all the links that are mentioned in this episode on doubleexposure.show slash 62. Yeah. And, and thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark and Ben Sound for our theme music. And you for sharing this episode with a friend. This it was a longer episode than we were anticipating, but whatever. It's a good one. It's pretty important. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Because as you know, we are doing a draw when we re reach 50 um, reviews yeah. for a, a print of the Aardvark. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I win and one, but I probably won't, which is unfortunate. But anyway, you have wow. to leave a review because if you don't, we don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Mia's laughing at you. Hi, and, Mia. Uh, both, both of us are, are saying until next time. <laughs> Get to work. Bye, Mia. Bye.